Howdy friends and welcome to Inside Johnny's Mind, the show where two dirty combo players strive to be a terrible influence on the casual commander community. I'm your host, Akia. And I'm Cam. And just a warning, we do swear on this show. So if you're listening with children who somehow haven't heard the F word, well, that's great. They should be exposed to the real world. What's our topic today, Akia? So today we're going to be talking about the hot topic of the half year, I guess. Has it been that long? Yeah, people have been talking about Oathbreaker since, what, like February, March? Yeah, I guess. Er- early this year. Yeah, yeah early this last, year. Like, five months. So, it's Oathbreaker. Uh, we'll be talking about Oathbreaker yeah. today. Uh, it's, it's a really cool little format. Yeah, it's a fun little format. You play it a lot more than I do. Yeah, I um, like it a lot. I, I am an old, old EDH player, Yeah, as you can tell by the fact that I still call it EDH. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like all kinds of formats, man. Like, I love Commander and everything, but, um, like, Oathbreaker's fun. I like Popper. I like Limited. Yeah. Um, like, I like Plane Chase. Like... See, I can do Plane <laughs> Chase about once every six months. Oh, dude, I could, I could do Plane Chase all no, day. No, 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 All no, day. No, 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 it's no, no, fun no. as shit. <laughs> I haven't even told you this until right now, but I'm actually building a variant for Commander. Oh, God. Yeah. Should be fun. <laughs> oh, um, God. It's it's based around the Zedra deck that I talked about. I think it would be really cool. Um, but we're not talking about that today. Uh, we're talking about Oathbreaker. But first, we have to talk about Card of the Month. And we had the first ever... Tie. Tie. We tied. We Tied? We tied. And I was like, well, got to do a tiebreaker. And you were like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just be tied. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, sure. So, yeah, we tied. Yeah. We don't we don't have a winner. So I got to win this time. <laughs> um, so <laughs> uh, I'm cheating again, as I want to do. But uh, this month, yes, we're doing Oathbreaker kind of themed cards of the month. Yes, uh, we are choosing... Cards that can be your signature spell. Yeah, and they're actually really good as your signature spell. Yes, they're quite good as your signature spell. Um, So yours, you actually use in your Oathbreaker deck. Yes, my one and only Oathbreaker deck. We'll talk about it a little more later. But the signature spell is Mizzix's Mastery. Yeah. Mizzix's Mastery is three and a red for a sorcery. Exile target card that's an instant or sorcery from your graveyard. For each card exiled this way, copy it, and you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Exile Mystics' Mastery. Now, you might be wondering why it says, for each card, when it only is talking about one. Yeah. I I wonder that. That that would be because it has overload. Yep. For three red, red, uh, sorry, five red, red, red. Yeah, eight mana, you can overload it. You can overload it. So you cast each each instant and instant sorcery in your graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, you built a deck that we're going to talk a little bit about later on yep. that is just burn. <laughs> yep. And so you're just like, burn, 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 overload Mizzix is mastery. Burn, 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 the burn, 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 a lot of people seem to not take into account the fact that they have 20 life instead of 40. Mm-hmm. So I used to play in a commander where, you know, life total is a resource. And your life total is still a resource. But 
it's it's pretty rough, man. Taking six every other turn. Yep. Brutal. And then you take like twenty six. <laughs> all in one turn. All in one turn. And it's like, <laughs> well, all right. It it it's it's a dumb dumb deck and the my the the uh, oathbreaker is what makes it really dumb yeah. and the synergy between Mizix's mastery and my oathbreaker. But we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Yeah, uh, my card. We're also going to talk about. Uh, really, we're going to talk about it extensively. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm cheating to win that <laughs> card of the month thing. Um, so my card is an old card that is criminally underplayed, by the way, called Paradigm Shift. Paradigm Shift is one in a blue. For a sorcery, so two mana, exile your library, and then shuffle your graveyard into your library. Yep. <laughs> now, Cameron. Cameron. Yes. How could that possibly be a good card? I know. You're exiling your entire library, and you're getting rid of your graveyard, which is a resource. Yeah. Terrible. It's horrible. It's so bad. For two mana. I have to pay two whole mana <laughs> to win the game. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, Paradigm Shift is fucking nuts. Uh, any of you that have played Commander for longer than a few months mm -hmm. have probably seen decks that want to do things similar to this. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever heard of a card called Doomsday, <laughs> which, by the way, is banned in Oathbreaker yeah. for a reason. <laughs> this is this is what that does. This is Doomsday for two mana. Yep. And, uh, pfft. It's better than Doomsday, re in re my re opinion. Re repeatable. We we'll get into this a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> Again, with this, your Oathbreaker is what makes it uh, makes it real good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are our cards of the month. And uh, before we get into all the super specifics, let's talk about what Oathbreaker actually is. Now, for, for any of you that have been living under a rock. Yes. Now, I'm going to let Cam kind of take the driver's seat this month because I don't play much Oathbreaker. Yeah. You play it every now and then. You'll play it if other people are there. Yeah. And, you know. Um, but, yeah, I actually play it a pretty good bit. Um, and you brew for it. Where I do, I, yeah. I, I brewed a couple decks. <laughs> I, I do not brew for this format. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with my little burn deck. Yeah, you're much more <laughs> commander-oriented. So, Oathbreaker is a commander variant. Um you have 20 starting life instead of 40. You have 60 cards in your deck instead of 100. It's still singleton. Your commander has to be a planeswalker instead of a creature. And you also have a signature spell, which is an instant or a sorcery that is effectively in the command zone. It is in the command zone. Yeah, like it has commander tax mm -hmm. on it, all that kind of stuff. You also can only cast your signature spell if your Oathbreaker, the planeswalker commander, is on the board. Uh the command zone is actually a legitimate place yeah. uh, when it comes to rules. Is it actually roles. technically in the command zone in the rules? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the place where emblems are, you oh. put emblems in the command zone. That is technically, according to the rules, you put wow. emblems in the command zone. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's um, why you can't interact with them. Yeah, emblems are broken. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a whole other thing, though. So, uh, yeah, it's, again, just a commander variant. It's super fun. It's multiplayer. Um, Oathbreaker games go a lot faster than commander Typically, games. Typically, yeah. Um, and that's Especially really, when I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, again, it's mainly because you have 20 life. Yeah. That tends to speed games up a pretty good bit. Um, Oathbreaker also has a separate band list from commander. 
Uh, in some ways, it's a little bit more restrictive, and in other ways, it's not quite as restrictive. <laughs> it's got some weird differences in there. Yeah, isn't profit legal? Yeah, profit's legal in, in Oathbreaker, profit accrue fix. Um, in a 60-card deck. In a 60-card deck. Where you're with, more likely to find it than yeah. in a 100-card deck. In, in a 60-card in a deck where you can have a tutor in the command zone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can run like Eldritch Evolution in your command zone. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a deck in our meta that does that, and it's fucking brutal. <laughs> Doesn't get profit with it, though. Uh, it just wins the game. Um, but yeah, uh, profit, for anybody again that doesn't know, is five mana, uh, three a green and a blue for a 2-3 human wizard. And it has two static abilities. It says, untap all creatures and lands you control during each other player's untap step. I know, man. <laughs> you can't see him, but he's fucking rubbing his face. He's just... Got his head in his hand. <laughs> and then its other ability is you Why may cast creature cards as though they had flash. Why did they ever, ever print that card? Yeah, so it's kind of like a Seedborn Muse and a Vidalcan Orrery on the same card. Mm-hmm. Um, which... Jesus, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Profit, profit's very good. Profit? So... Normally, normally I'm the person who's like, oh, just unban everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Profit. I, I don't feel that way about Profit. Profit's nuts, man. You should also ban Seedborn Muse. No. <laughs> don't you say that shit. <laughs> I need that card for my Rashmi deck. Yeah, and you'd run fucking Profit. Oh, I would run Profit yeah. in a fucking second. <laughs> Oh my god, I would run Profit See, in a second. this is why Seedborn should be banned. <laughs> I wonder what I would cut for Profit. Man, I've never even thought about that. Jeez. <laughs> um, so yeah, a- another card, for example, that is banned in Commander and that is not banned in Oathbreaker is Caracas. And <laughs> he's shaking his head. Uh, Caracas is a legendary land. It taps for a white mana, and you can also tap it to bounce a legendary creature. So, for obvious reasons, that's Banded Commander, because you could just bounce people's commanders. Or your own commander. Or your own commander. You could be running, like, Derevi, for example, Uh where you just, you know, flicker him in and out, basically. Um, But not Mm -hmm. banned in Oathbreaker, because people's commanders aren't creatures. True. They're planeswalkers. And it doesn't say legendary permanent, it says legendary creature. Yeah, it's super specific. And there are other cards that are banned in Oathbreaker that are not banned in Commander. Mm -hmm. And some of them may surprise you. Um, you'll see that Soul Ring is banned yep. in Oathbreaker. Um, Basically, every fast mana card with one glaring motherfucking exception. <laughs> I would two. Two? Yeah. What's the other one? There's Bubbling Muck. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Bubbling Muck. That's a ritual, that's, not really a fast mana Well, card. okay, but High Tide's banned. Yeah. It's more of a, a hypocrisy kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like you're going to ban High Tide and you're not going to ban Bubbling Muck. Yeah. Because they're the same goddamn card. They're One's just a different sorcery. Colors. Okay. <laughs> I don't give a shit. They're the I same card. I can cast High Tide on my upkeep cam. Cool. <laughs> to pay yeah. for my Mystic Reward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there's kind of two. There's Bubbling Muck and Grim Monolith that are not banned. Um, but, yeah, like Soul Ring, Lion's Eye Diamond, Mana Crypt. Um, I think several of the Moxen are banned. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the mocks in our band. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all that kind of stuff is banned. Along with, there are some cards like uh, Tooth and Nail. Tooth and Nail's banned. Um, and cards similar to that. It also uses the vintage band list. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it also, like, 
classic cards that are banned in Commander are banned. Yeah. So, like, Trade Secrets, for example, um, that kind of stuff. But other than that, it's basically mini Commander. Um, games go quicker, and it's pretty fun. It's, generally speaking, a more casual format, uh, though that may be because it's... Yeah, yeah, I know. We, we, <laughs> the deck that we made is not a casual deck. No. Um, but uh, there... <laughs> There are, I, I think it being a, being seen as a more casual format is probably due to it being a newer format. Probably. Um, the, this this format, this format's really easy to break, and that yeah. that's probably our biggest critique of the format. It, it's actually something Josh Lee Kwai was talking about. Uh, oh yeah. A little a, a couple of episodes ago. Okay. Um, he was saying that one of the reasons that he is n- not as interested in Oathbreaker is because... Seems a little unstable. It's a little unstable, and it's... They're trying to make it a casual format when it's clearly way easy to break, and he said he'd oh, be yeah. far more interested in it if they just embraced the competitive side of That's it. That's fair. Um, and we're going to critique it uh, yeah. here in a second. Um and that's one of the critiques, is that it kind of has that identity crisis. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is a fun, casual format, and you can have demonic tutor in your command zone. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so we're playing Legacy with a demonic tutor in our opening hand. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's, you demonic, can have demonic a, tutor's banned in Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a demonic tutor, and then a uh, diabolic tutor the yeah. next time. And yeah. then, yeah, it... It's... It, it, you have a fucking tutor in your command zone. You can. You can have a tutor to board Eldritch Evolution. Yeah. Um, which, that's another kind of hypocritical thing. Eldritch Evolution, not banned. Natural Order, banned. <laughs> so it's like, again, I think this is because it's a newer format. It hasn't been fully, you know, explored and everything by the community and the people that are regulating it. And so there's obviously there are going to be things that kind of slip through because um, there's 18,000 cards in the game. You can't expect them to know every goddamn one of them. But yeah, so yeah, first critique is it's got that kind of identity crisis where you might be sitting down at a table and you might be way more likely to have disparities in power level between yeah. decks. As opposed to Commander? Especially because of the nature of the life totals. Yeah. Like, you can sit down with a 6 and keep up with an 8 in Commander just because there's so much life that you have to get through. Yeah. You probably won't win that game. But but you're you're not just going to be totally shut out. Yeah. You know? Whereas in Oathbreaker, it's super fast. Just naturally super fast. Which is one reason I'm glad that they banned Soul Ring and Manicrypt yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Because with that, the format would be unplayable. Like, 100% yeah, unplayable. Yeah, it would be. And honestly, if they're going to go down that route, I do not understand why Grim Monolith is not banned. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that one just doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to be honest. Like, it's a mana-positive artifact. Yep. That uh, it's two fucking mana and it makes three and it's like oh you have to pay to untap it okay then why is mana vault yeah banned? why is mana vault man right it's the same thing it's just one mana cheaper 
Like And Grim Monolith, you can untap at any time. Mana Vault's only during your upkeep. Yeah, only during your upkeep. Mana Vault doesn't go infinite. Well, I guess maybe it goes infinite with fucking rings. No. But it has to be on your upkeep? No, it doesn't go infinite because it's a trigger. Oh, yeah, it's a trigger. It's not even an activated ability. So, yeah, it's like they ban the one that can't go infinite with rings. Rings is legal, by the way. Yeah. And then they don't ban the one that can go infinite with rings? It's like, what? Okay. And also, Basalt Monolith isn't banned, but that one's fine. Yeah, but Basalt Monolith is fine. Yeah, that one's whatever. It's a mana neutral... It's okay. Yeah, it's it's a mana neutral rock that untaps for the amount of mana it costs yeah. to tap it. Yeah, taps for three, costs three to untap it. Yeah. Again, that goes infinite with rings, but whatever. We're playing commander infinite combos like that aren't, yeah. you know, super forward. Um, so, yeah, the... It just seems like it's got an identity crisis. It seems super easy to break this format. Like, super, super easy. One of the first decks that people started talking about, at least whenever we were getting into the format, was uh, Jace Wielder of Mysteries, Mm -hmm. who we're going to talk about. That's the Oathbreaker for the deck that we think is stupid. Um, (laughs) It's so stupid. And then... (laughs) And then Mana Severance. This is a dumbass deck, by the way. I, this deck is so stupid. So anyway, it's Jace, Wilder of Mysteries, and Mana Severance. And you just run Islands. Just a deck full of Islands, and then Jace, and you exile your library with Mana Severance. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then you win, because you just plus Jace. Our deck is very similar to that, but it's going to be a lot stronger than that. Yeah, a lot um, stronger. A lot more inevitable, and just <laughs> honestly pretty brutal. And we're going to talk about that deck later on. Yep. So first, let's talk about what makes a good Oathbreaker and a good signature spell. Okay, so for Oathbreakers, it's really important to have an Oathbreaker that comes down with high loyalty. Yes. My first attempt at Oathbreaker is one of my favorite combos in blue-red. It would have been really cool, too. Yeah, it would have been really cool. Is Dak Faden and Clockspinning. So Dak Faden is one red-blue for a three-loyalty Planeswalker uh, that has a plus, which is just Faithless Looting, uh, a minus, which is Steel Target Artifact, and a uh, those are plus and minus one. And then it has a minus six that says whenever you cast a spell uh, that targets a permanent, uh, gain control of that permanent. Yep. And clock spinning, for anybody that doesn't know, is uh, a blue mana, and then you can buy it back for three, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it says uh, either add a counter or remove a counter from target suspended card or target permanent. Yep. So you just generate infinite mana or make it super, super cheap to buy back uh, clock spinning. Once you ultimate deck, you just take everybody's permanents. Yep. You just clock spinning them. It doesn't matter if they have counters on them or not. You can target whatever you want. Yep. So you take everybody's lands and all the creatures and everything like that, and obviously you can win the game mm-hmm. doing that. Um, but the problem was that the way the combo works, you want him, you want him to come down, and you want to clock spending him immediately. Yeah. To alt. Yeah. Um, because he comes down at three loyalty. It's hard. Uh, it's hard. You have to clock spending multiple times, and buyback doesn't work. In Oathbreaker. Yeah, you can't have um, Clock Spinning as your signature spell. Well, you can. You can. But you can't buy it back to your hand. If your signature spell 
once it resolves, it has to go back to the command zone. Yep. You can't send it to the graveyard if it has flashback. You can't send it to your hand if it has buyback. Yep. Nothing like that. has to go back to the command zone. Um, so the point of this being having a Planeswalker, no matter how good it is, if it comes down with three, four loyalty and doesn't tick up for two or more. Yeah. It's it's gonna you're gonna have a rough time because coming down that low of loyalty means that anything with three power will just yeah. wipe it out. And like and again it's gonna die to bolt. It's yep. gonna die to just all kinds of stuff. And again, you kinda have to remember that you're playing commander so you have multiple opponents yep. and they're gonna want to attack your planeswalkers yep. and yeah. Um it's it can be pretty, pretty tough. <laughs> That's kind of another thing, is people have talked about Planeswalkers as commanders in Commander yeah. for a long time. And there are tons of arguments for and against that, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I personally am generally for it. I, same. I don't see any problem with it, but... We're also kind of a little bit looser yeah. on that kind of stuff. Like, you've talked about it and I've talked about it. We think several cards should not be banned yeah. that are banned. Worldfire. Um, nope. <laughs> I'm okay with that one being banned. However, I think I, th- I think fast bond should be unbanned. Um, nope, that one should stay banned. <laughs> just let me have fast bond, damn it! Just let me have world fire. No, it makes fast bond worse. Um, no, it doesn't. It just sets your life total to one. <laughs> but it makes it. It, it does. It doesn't. Ha- but then I can't play lands. Yes. No. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, on a f- like more real note, uh, I think Grizzlebrand should be unbanned personally. But see, I understand. But I, I think wish they bring. I think he should be banned as a commander. Yeah, we should bring back the banned as commander yeah. list because that that just makes sense. It there are some cards that are way too powerful, like Rafelos, Black Braids, fucking yeah, Grizzlebrand, um, uh, Grizzlebrand, uh, Leovold, yeah. It's just insane when they're in the command zone. But if they're in the 99, they're fucking fine. Yeah, who gives a shit? It's like, okay, yeah, you could turn one, like, Entomb, Reanimate, Grizzlebrand. If you have those cards. You can also Every turn one. Every deck has a fucking god hand turn one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it, that, Another one, uh, OG Imrakul. Yeah, I think that one's fine. fine in the 99. It's fine. It's 15 fucking mana. It's no more busted than other Imrakul. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the 99. It's like, less it's annoying fine. than other Imrakul. Yeah, 100%. I hate other Imrakul. Promised End is fucking annoying, man. Yeah. Ugh. But, yeah, but other Imrakul, oh, it's banned. Yeah. Oh, it's banned. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. But, yeah. Um, so, because of that, there are... There is a possibility that there are some planeswalkers that maybe shouldn't be allowed to be your commander. Yeah. For Oathbreaker, um, one of them is banned. Uh, the Precon Sahili is yeah. banned. That one I hundred percent understand. Yeah. Because that one's insane. Even in Commander, that one's insane. Probably. Do you think that's the strongest planeswalker commander? No. Teferi. I mean, out of the Precons. Teferi. Oh, well, yeah, he was... I mean, out of those precons. Out of those precons? You think is more powerful? I think is more powerful. I don't know, man. Precon Sahili Eldrazi is pretty nuts. Like, Yeah. 
you can do like turn four Kozilek and Imrakul. Yeah. And, like, it's pretty gross. Dude. It's pretty gross, but Flicker commanders have just historically been. Oh, I'm not saying Aminatu is yeah. not powerful. We both know Aminatu is yeah. powerful as shit. But like, I don't know. I think they're those are those two are up there, man. But yeah, the other one that I think could be a problem would be um, the Bant Tamio. Yeah, Bant um, Tamio could be really because we've talked about doing a thing where maybe we all build decks with Planeswalkers as commanders yeah. and see how they do. And that immediately was several of our first thought was, hey, Bant Tamio seems pretty good. And mine was mine was Dak and clock spinning. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, but in a 60-card deck where really it's a 58-card deck, mm-hmm. Bant Tamio, mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. And you get a signature spell? Yeah. Oh, man. Um that's... And she comes down with pretty high loyalty, too, doesn't she? I think so, yeah. Yeah, she comes in at four. She's four mana, four loyalty. And um, she plus ones? Her plus yeah. one, yeah. But her plus one also is card advantage, draws yeah. your cards. Her minus is tapping things, and they don't untap. And then, obviously, her ult is insane. Draw three and omniscience on an emblem. And that brings us to probably the second thing that makes a good Oathbreaker, which is either protecting themselves... Yeah. Or giving you card advantage. Yeah, it's like running Planeswalkers in Commander. Yep. You want them to be able to protect themselves, or you want them to do crazy shit the moment that they hit the board. Yep. So it's going to be, you know, things like, in your deck that we're going to talk about, use Jaya. Mm-hmm. Jaya's pretty good. Yep. Older Jaya. Jaya Ballard. Yep, Jaya Ballard. And she's pretty good. She makes mana. Mm-hmm. She can draw you cards. Yep. Uh, and then her emblem does everything that you want her to do. We'll talk about it here in yeah. a minute. <laughs> um, so, uh, one of the decks that I run, I use three fairy, three mana to fairy, mm-hmm. who's fucking insane. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. Like, just immediately having that in the command zone, everybody can only cast stuff at sorcery speed. All your stuff's uncounterable. You could throw a knowledge pool in the deck, and then bang, you have a two card combo, two card lock with your commander. Mm-hmm. You can tutor for it. Yep. With Fabricate, which yep. you can put in the commands. <laughs> like, yep. Um, it's, yeah, um, it's real, real good. And then also, that Teferi is going to be bouncing things to protect himself, mm-hmm. drawing cards, all that kind of stuff. Everything that Teferis do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what makes a good signature spell, though? Well, so let's look at the two in our cards, card of the month. Yeah. So Mizzix's Mastery... Is basically storm in the command zone. Kinda, yeah. It basically is like if I overload this, I win. Yep. Which is very similar to Paradigm Shift, which yeah. is if I resolve this, I win the game. <laughs> yeah. So a a signature spell that just wins you the game on the spot, that that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Other things that are pretty good, we've talked about Eldritch Evolution. Tutors. Yeah, demonic tutor, any kind of tutor that you can stick in the command zone, especially if it's a cheaper tutor that synergizes really well with what you're trying to do. Especially if you have a two, three card combo with your Oathbreaker. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you have a two card combo yep. with your Oathbreaker. Like I said, like Teferi and Knowledge Pool and you mm-hmm. stick a Fabricate in the command yep. zone, that's pretty fucking good. And if you're running black, you can throw a Demonic Tutor in there. One thing I will say is I would not put a Vampiric Tutor in the command zone because... Vampiric Tutor basically becomes uncastable after the first time. Three mana to tutor it to the top of your library and lose two life. Yeah. 
that's not good. That's not good at all. Like, just run Demonic Tutor, because then after you cast it, it just becomes Diabolic Tutor. Yep. Which is fine. It's not crazy or anything, yeah. but it's fine. And after that, it becomes slightly more expensive, increasing ambition. Yeah, kind of. So, it's just... It's not, you know... You don't... Okay, if you're going to have a Demonic Tutor in your command zone, and you've cast it twice, probably win the game. Yeah. Like... <laughs> That's what your deck's kind of supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. That's why Demonic Tutor's in your command zone. Exactly. Um, You're not using Demonic Tutor as a way of finding, you know, answers. You're right. You're asking the questions. Yeah. I am the one who knocks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, also, a lot of people thought at first, oh, I'll stick a uh, Force of Will mm-hmm. in my command zone. No. It's not good. It's really not. Because you still have to pay the commander tax. Yep. So after the first time, it becomes just a colorless counterspell. Yeah. Which is okay, but you're still but you're also losing card. Exiling a card. Exiling and, a card and losing a life. Yeah. Um, and obviously, counterspell isn't going to be good because you're going to counter one thing mm-hmm. and then it's just garbage. Yeah. Things like mana drain. Eh. Maybe. Even my favorite spell types. Uh, time stops aren't that great in the no. command zone because you time stop once for six mana. Yeah. And then it's like, well. <laughs> and then you can do it again for eight mana. I mean, so you get to There's shut one There's better shit per- yeah. you can do for eight mana. You, you get to shut one person off one turn yeah. with your signature spell it's in a easier, multiplayer format. It's easier to just run it in the, ni- in the not 99, in the 58. Yeah, in the 58. Um, and then recur it with other things, yep. you know, uh, like Snapcaster. You can't recur time stop. Oh, does it exile itself? Yeah. Okay. Well, you could. There are ways to recur I that. know there are ways to um, recur that. <laughs> Just run Simic. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, also, cards that are pretty good to put in the command zone are X spells. And more specifically, things that are win cons by themselves. Yeah. So one thing that would be very good in the command zone would be something like a... Um, I run Sphinx's Revelation mm-hmm. in my Teferi deck. And that one's pretty good. I'm yep. generally not casting that four or five times. Yeah. But being able to manipulate how much you're casting it for yeah. kind of allows you to get around that the commander tax. Yeah. And like a Jaya's Immolating Inferno would be... Yeah, pretty damn good. That's another uh, one that's not not bad. Sphinx's Rev also is an instant, mm-hmm. which is you know reasonable. Uh, it's pretty good being able to do that on somebody's instep because you're going to be tapping a lot of mana to do it, and you can you know draw cards and stuff. And then being able to stick like Torment of Hailfire in your command zone. Yeah, that's pretty fucking good. That's pretty good. But man. that's less the X spell side of thing and more the the win con side I of thing. I cast this and win the game. Yeah, see what I'm talking about? Like. Yeah, torment, torments. <laughs> yeah, torments pretty good. Just make infinite mana, which is easy as shit, and mm-hmm. then torment. Or you don't even have to make infinite mana. No, Just make you, a lot. Yeah, you, you, all you have to do is make a lot. And again, they're twenty life. <laughs> like, it's really not that hard to kill everybody. No, it's not. Um, so there's tons of stuff that you can do. Generally speaking, when you're picking a spell to put uh, in the command zone as your signature spell, think. Am I okay with casting this for an additional four mana? Or do I win the game the first time I cast it? Yeah. So cards that we've talked about, like Torment, for example, you're going to win the game the first time you cast it. And that's why High Tide is banned? Yeah. 
And why we're entirely confused why Bubbling Muck is not. <laughs> yeah, it's the same fucking card. Just different colors. So other things like uh, Eldritch Evolution, for example, mm -hmm. you can just win the game immediately. I Eldritch Evolution for Crater Hoof. I Eldritch Evolution for Peregrine Drake. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what his deck does. Oh, God. Yeah, he Eldritch Evolutions for Peregrine Drake and Deadeye Navigator. And infinite mana. And his Oathbreaker is New Kiora, so he draws a card every time it hits, inst fucking hits the battlefield. Infinite mana, draw my deck. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> and it's easy as shit. It's gross. Yeah, I've seen it go off. Yeah. So, I have another deck. Um, it's the newest Sahili from War. And the signature spell in that deck is Brawl's Expertise. Mm-hmm. Which is five mana, you bounce three things, and then you cast something that costs four or less for free. Yep. So I don't really care if I have to spend four more mana to cast that, because I'm casting a four drop for free. Yep. So it's kind of like I'm just casting this spell to bounce three things, and then playing the four drop. And even if you, uh, even if it gets up to casting for six extra, that's about the price you'd pay for an entwined spell. Yeah, exactly. So it's really not that bad. Now, generally, that deck doesn't cast that. Mm -hmm. I really only do that in dire situations. Right. Because that deck tries to do very different things from control the board. Right. But it is a good backup to have, and it doesn't feel bad to cast it. So we've talked about what makes a good Oathbreaker. Yeah. Talked about what makes a good signature spell. Let's talk about our Oathbreaker decks. Okay. So you have Jaya. Yes. I have Jaya Ballard. So Jaya Ballard is two red, red, red for a five loyalty planeswalker with three abilities. Plus one, add red, 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 spend this mana only to cast instant or sorcery spells. Plus one, discard up to three cards, then draw that many cards. And minus eight, you get an emblem with you may cast instant and sorcery cards from your graveyard. If a card is cast this way, would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. Yeah, so it kind of gives everything flashback. Yes. So, the uh, eagle-eyed among you might uh, recognize the synergy between this and my signature spell, Mizix's Mastery. Yep. So, she comes down for five mana and makes three mana. And overloaded Mizix's Mastery costs... Eight mana. <laughs> yep. So, you, you're spinning the first several turns of the game... Ramping and filling your graveyard with burn. Yep. Then you cast Jaya, maybe draw some cards. Yeah, you then you discard yeah. your biggest, most expensive burn spells yep. into the graveyard. And then you wait. Yep. <laughs> and then next turn, because you know you have five mana, because yep. you cast Jaya, and she makes three mana. Yep. Five plus three is oftentimes eight. Typically. Typically. So you can immediately overload Mizix's Mastery and get all that shit back and just cast all of it Yep. immediately. Immediately. It's pretty good. Without paying its mana cost. Yeah. So, yeah, you just throw in a bunch of, like, four, five, six-drop burn spells, dealing six to everybody, six uncounterable, et cetera, yep. et cetera, et cetera, and just burn everybody out. Pretty good. Uh, especially if you have a Gutter Snipe, <laughs> which you run. One of the only creatures in the deck... <laughs> um, I, I have Jaya Ballard Task Mage just for the flavor. Yeah. If I really want to optimize the deck, she would probably dro be dropped for, like, Thermo Alchemist or... Yeah. 
something else that accelerates like gutter snipe does yeah. um but yeah i think it's fine yeah um so yeah it's pretty good man it's pretty quick again 20 life is not a lot of life nope um especially when you have all of the burn cards that are legal yep ever <laughs> <laughs> um yep it, you know fucking price of progress yeah yeah I run zero non-basic lands yeah. in my deck. You're mono red. Yeah. I, I cast a price of progress, and all of you greedy motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. with your two, two three-color three decks. Yeah. I get to just burn the motherfucking <laughs> shit yeah. out of people with that for two mana. <laughs> and the other thing is that her emblem is kind of like a Mizzix's Mastery. Yep. It's like a, a much slower, shittier Mizzix's Mastery. And... The other thing that I've noticed in actual actually playing this deck is people quickly catch on to how much of a problem Jaya is yeah. and spend all of their resources stopping Jaya and none of their resources stopping the burn that I'm just doing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then they're, they're like, oh, wait, I'm at three. Why am I? And they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, because you took six three times, so... That generally will put you around three life. Maybe you gained a life, so now you're at three. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can be it can be pretty brutal. So the deck that I'm going to talk about is my Teferi deck. Right. Um, people probably know what Teferi does. He's pretty popular in Standard. Um, but he's one white-blue. Uh, comes in at four loyalty. So three mana for four loyalty. Yep. Um, he says each opponent can cast spells only any time they could cast a sorcery. Mm-hmm. Um, just like Creature Teferi. Uh, his plus one says, until your next turn, you can cast sorceries as if they had flash. Which, by the way, is far more relevant than casting creatures as though they had flash. Yeah, being able to wrath at instant speed's pretty good. Yeah. Or anything like that. It's just generally pretty solid. And then he has a minus three, which is return up to one target artifact, creature, or enchantment to its owner's hand. Draw a card. Yep. So he's going to be stopping your opponents from countering your stuff. He's letting you cast sorceries on your opponent's turns. He's removing their things, and he's drawing you cards. He's very good. And he's three mana. Yep. So he's pretty, pretty solid. And again, the signature spell for that deck is Sphinx's Revelation, which is an X spell in white and blue. Um, it costs X white blue blue it's an instant and it's gain x life draw x cards right because what fucking blue sun zenith needed was a gain life clause yep it's pretty good especially when you're going against burn decks <laughs> uh, it allows you to stay in the game for a little bit especially because it's an instant so you can like overload mizix's mastery and in response i can gain a bunch of life and all that kind of stuff. So but, all my targeted burn just goes at you. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, if I have Teferi out, Mizzix's Mastery doesn't do shit. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We figured that out. Which is. Yeah, I was super happy about that. I was like, all right. Teferi has become the most important card in my deck. And then I just kill you with regular burn. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, 20 fuck. life. And it's, ugh. Yeah. So, uh. It's pretty good. The deck is, beyond that, basically just hard control. Um, you're running counter spells, you know, counter spell, absorb, negate, all the good counter spells. You're running things to remove stuff. I run Caracas in that deck because I can. 
and it generally actually does work mm -hmm. a majority of the time. You know, you run Maze of Ith and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it does pretty well. I don't run Knowledge Pool in the deck, but I do run uh, Eye of the Storm. Yeah. Which is <laughs> a really funny Knowledge Pool, basically. Not really. It's not as powerful as Knowledge Pool, but um, it's pretty good. It's basically Knowledge Pool, but only for instance in Sorceries. And instead of casting one spell out from underneath it, you cast all of them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Whenever I have Teferi out and I stick an Eye of the Storm, only I can cast instants and sorceries um, for the same kind of reasons that if Knowledge Pool is out and Teferi is out, only you can cast spells. Yep. Same kind of thing. So um, you shut off everybody's signature spells. Shut off everybody's signature spells. Um, and then you stick a Brainstorm under there. You stick a Board Wipe under there. You stick you know, maybe another Draw spell, maybe Bounces or something like that. Uh, gain life spells, etc. Maybe a counter spell, and you can just basically control everything yep. from that point forward and win that way. It's pretty good. So some other decks that we've seen in our meta, there was the Cura deck. Yep. Who's the three mana Cura? Comes in at seven loyalty, which is real good. <laughs> yeah. And then has a minus one to untap a permanent, and it says when a creature with power four or greater enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. So, yeah, it's pretty good. And then Tip that up. deck runs Eldritch <laughs> Evolution in the command zone, and then they go get Peregrine Drake and Deadeye Navigator, Infinite Mana, draw their deck. Yep. Yeah. So other decks, uh, there's a Nissa deck, the new Nissa, that's insane. Doubles all your mana. Yep. Makes your lands into dudes. So signature spell is Sylvan Awakening, two and a green for a sorcery. Until your next turn, until your next turn... All lands you control become 2-2 elemental creatures with reach, indestructible, and haste. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Yeah. Three mana. Three. And Nissa doubles your goddamn mana. <laughs> and you ult Nissa, pull all the lands out of your deck, and then make all of them goddamn 2-2s. With haste and indestructible. It's strictly better natural affinity. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Card's garbage in basically every other format. Okay, sorry. Natural affinity is an instant. Okay. So. Well. <laughs> yeah. It's it's actually pretty good, man. And they just run every ramp thing that they can. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Do they run Awakening of Itukazi? Yes. That card's really good. Yeah. I actually really like that card. Five um, mana for an instant 9-9? Nine nine? Yeah. Pretty good. But yeah, there's just tons and tons and tons of those. That deck's really cool. Uh, and then another one of our friends basically built Estrid. Um, yep. And that deck's pretty good. Um, because Estrid's pretty good. Because Estrid's insane. And uh, you can stick uh, Replenish in the <laughs> command zone. Yes, you can. Yeah. And that card's real good. <laughs> um, so for anybody, this is kind of an older card. Uh, it's also a little bit more expensive. I think it's like 40 or $50. Yeah, something around there. But it's three and a white for a sorcery. And it says, return all enchantment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yep. So it's kind of like Estrid's ult, except it's four mana. Yep. In the command zone. Yep. Yeah. Pretty good. So, yeah, he just uh, beefs up all of his creatures with huge enchantments, runs enchantment creatures, and if all of them die, he's like, oh, darn. Yeah. <laughs> All of them come back. 
Um, then the last deck we want to talk about in our meta is uh, the uh, Liliana deck. Mm, yeah. Uh, there's a guy up at the shop that has a Liliana deck, and his signature spell is Bubbling Hook. Mm-hmm. Um, and that deck actually uses uh, Aetherflux Reservoir and Bolas' Citadel yep. uh, to win the game. And I think we've talked about that combo before. Yeah. What? A lot actually, of people, no. We I don't haven't. know if we have. No, we haven't talked about that combo. A lot of people have. that, car, that those. It's kind of a boring combo, honestly. Kind of, yeah. Um, but it's very good. It's it's good. It's just... It's... It's, it's good. It's... Yeah. <laughs> It's like freaking. It's kind of like C- a lot of CEDH combos. Yeah, like Dramatic Scepter. It's yeah, like... where it's like, obviously it's powerful, but you're, yeah. it's, okay. Um, but yeah, it's very, very good. Um, and then you basically just run mono black hard control. Yep. And yeah, it's pretty good. So those are some of the decks in our meta. And again, we've talked about like the decks that some people have theory crafted, like Jace and uh, Mana Severance. But we've got something a little bit better for Jace. Yeah, what if you could run Jace Mana Severance, but instead of running 58 islands, you had an actual deck. (laughs) Yeah. And you could still do it. Yeah. So that's why you stick Paradigm Shift in the Command Zone, which is, again, my card of the month. Um, Ah, pander, pander to (laughs) the listeners. Go ahead. I gotta win, dude. I gotta win. I think... I forget. Did you win the month before this? Uh huh. Yeah, and then we tied. Yeah. No, nah, I gotta win. I gotta win. Um, you also won the first three months in a row. And I gotta get the streak back. <laughs> gotta pick the shit back up, dude. <laughs> um. So yeah. Again, paradigm shift is one in a blue. Exile your library. Shuffle your graveyard into your library. So you just cast it twice. Yep. You just do it twice. You exile your library completely. And then you plus Jace. Yep. And his plus is target player Mills 2, and then you draw a card. Yep. And his static is Lab Man, which is if you would draw a card from an empty library, you win the game. Yep. And then he has an ultimate, which is the same thing. So yeah, uh, you exile your library, and then go to draw a card with Jace out. Yep. It's pretty it, brutal, it's honestly. A, it's a two-card combo in your command zone. All of it's in your command zone. All of it's in your command zone. You don't have to put a tutor in your command zone. Nope. And um, then you just fill it with blue permission. Fill the deck with blue permission. Just run counter spells and arcane denial and swan song. Every single two CMC or less counter spell goes in the deck. Every one of them. And then you run Maybe a couple of three. Yeah, like you could run like disallow. Disallow is a pretty good one. Unwind. In my experience. Unwind. You could run uh, rewind. Rewind, yeah. Um, Any counter spell that is free. Yeah, you even also could run like foil and yep. that kind of stuff because you don't care. Foil just... and the the one that bounces three islands to be free. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what that one's called. Yeah, uh, people don't run that one as much. Uh, neither do they run foil. Generally, but in this deck, it would be fucking fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Like you could run just all kinds of stuff. And then, and this this is the funny part. Yeah. You just run every Exile All Graveyards card yeah. that you have access to. Tormod's Crypt, Sentinel Totem, like uh, Relic of Progenitus. Yes. Yeah. Just everything that you can. Scavenger Grounds, Exile Everybody's Graveyard. So this deck just accidentally hates out graveyard decks. Yeah. Because it doesn't want itself to have a graveyard. Yeah. You want to exile your own graveyard, and in doing so, you're going to exile everybody else's <laughs> graveyard. You also can run... There are some cards that will shuffle things... 
um, shuffle your graveyard into your library. That yep. will also work. Um, Perpetual Timepiece. Blue is Wheels. Blue Wheels will do it. Because, again, you don't need your hand. You win the game with what's in your command zone. Yep. So you can wheel your hand away. Even if it's a pretty good hand, it's okay because you can, you're filling your deck with counter spells. Yep. So you're going to draw more, and you just win the game with your commander and your signature spell. This is kind of the deck that really showed us that this isn't the most stable format. Yeah. Because this deck is, you said it best, this deck isn't so inevitable. Yeah, it's like you don't really stop the deck. Like, I guess you can. You you have to win before the Jace Wielder of Mysteries player can win. Yeah. You just have to race it. And we're going to be winning on turn five? Yeah. Probably. Ish. Well, and the other thing is you run every fucking colored mana rock. Yeah, run all of them. You and know. Even run fucking Lotus Petal just, yeah. just to get him out that, fa- that. that much faster. Like, just anything that you can to try and power him out as soon as possible. And that's going to be harder because, again, you don't have, you know, the super, super, super fast mana. If you could run LED in this deck, Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, but that's banned, so <laughs> don't run LED. <laughs> um, might get a judge call. But, it, uh, is is there an argument for running Lotus Bloom? Hmm. Just for those games where you get it turn one? Opening hand? Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't see why not, really. I mean, you're going to be running cards that I think are worse than it. Yep. For ramp. So, sure. Why not, right? Just the chance that you get it opening hand, and then you could do turn one Jace. Well, it's not turn one. It would be... Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would... Ex- uh, yeah. It's you turn three. It. So turn three Jace. Yeah, that seems fine. Like, Well, turn, turn it's fine. not just turn three Jace. It's turn three Jace plus you exile every... Yeah. It's turn three, you win. Yeah. Like, that definitely seems like you could... Include it and feel totally fine. Generally speaking, Lotus Bloom isn't a great card. Yeah. Because um, it's dead past turn four. Yeah. Unless you're playing like Rashmi, for example. Yeah, exactly. But that's because I'm not suspending it. I'm cheating it into play with Rashmi. But yeah, you just run every colored rock that you can, every counter spell that is good, and then every card that exiles everybody's graveyards. Yep. And there you go. Hell, go with, go down... The bounce everything and wheel route. Yeah, that's totally fine. Like, not even just Psychrift. You don't need a board. No, you don't need anything. You literally need Jace. (laughs) Yep. Period. Yep. Like, oh my god, you could run everything. Like, you could run Rivers Rebuke. You could run, like, uh, Washout. Devastation Tide. Devastation Tide. Uh, evacuation would mm-hmm. be nuts in this deck. like And then just every legal blue wheel. Yeah. I mean, they also just printed Time Twister yep. and Echo of Eons. That card's great, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, in, case, <laughs> in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, generally, Time Twister is pretty good. Yeah, typically. Typically. Yeah, this deck just seems crazy to me, man. It just, for real, seems inevitable. Like, you just don't stop it like you just have to counter jace and you're trying to get through a deck that's full of counter spells yeah you you you're trying to permission the permission deck yeah 
it's just it's ridiculous but yeah i mean this that deck just seems insane oathbreaker is again really fun but there are some pretty glaring problems yeah with it um that hopefully will be fixed also i want to take this time to say why isn't paradigm shift run more yeah like i had never heard of that card now granted i've played magic for a year ish so i'm i haven't heard of 80 percent of the fucking cards in the game yeah and Paradigm Shift is not a new card by any metric. No. But in in CEDH decks that yeah. win with Lab Man. Things like Kess. Yeah. Like, that card seems fucking nuts in Kess. Yeah. That's, what, four mana for Kess? Because she just casts it from the fucking graveyard? Yeah. That just seems crazy to me, man. I don't understand why they'll run things like Doomsday and that kind of stuff, and then they don't run this. Yeah, they, you make a Doomsday Pile that wins with Lab Man, right? Why don't you just do something that wins with Lab Man and not five other cards? <laughs> yeah. You just exile everything else. Yeah. It's like you just take the good half of Doomsday. <laughs> make it a mana cheaper. Yeah. And bang. <laughs> yep. Like, it's just... It's... it's Super good. Criminally underplayed. It's also very cheap. Yeah. It's like it a couple is. bucks, I think. Wasn't it like a dollar or something? Yeah, or something $2? like that. Uh it's super, super cheap. So this deck really wouldn't be that At hard to build. At the time of recording. At the time of recording. <laughs> I highly doubt our podcast is going to influence <laughs> the price of paradigm shift. <laughs> you never know, man. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Who knows? But yeah, that card just seems insane. Yeah. And it's like Doomsday's banned, but this isn't. It's like, okay, sure. Doomsday's harder to cast. Yep. And worse. And also can't be cast with Jace. And also can't be <laughs> cast with Jace. You would have to be in a different deck. You'd have to go find Jace or yeah. Labman and try and win that way, which makes it even harder to do. Yeah, I don't know. Deck seems real good. But yeah, Oathbreaker is a real fun format. I highly suggest people try it out. If you're really into Commander or if you, you know, like Commander, and you also like other formats, Oathbreaker is really fun to brew in. It's mm -hmm. a totally different environment for brewing. Like, trying to build an Oathbreaker deck is so much different from building a Commander deck. Yeah. Because you have to build everything so much faster, because everything is faster. It's not okay for somebody to swing at you for six or whatever. Right. Because that's so much of your life total. Whereas in Commander, it's like, yeah, I take six. But in here, yeah. it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, I can't do Yeah, it's a little that, more than man. an eighth of your life total in Commander. Yeah, yeah. And here, it's, like, Almost nearly half. nearly a third. Like, yeah. It's, it's insane. That also means that in Oathbreaker, there are archetypes that you can play that are way more powerful yeah. than in Commander. Like Burn. Burn is one of them, yeah. yeah. Burn is terrible in Commander. But in Oathbreaker, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, aggro also. Aggro. Aggro is super good. You could play White Weenie. You could. Uh, you could run like Elspeth mm -hmm. as uh, your Oathbreaker. That would be really cool. Um, and White Weenie is not a thing. No. In no. Commander. Because because White has really hard time with card draw and yeah, things and like that. A lot of um, the things that are necessary in Commander games, things like Ramp. Yep card draw, yep. stack interaction, all kinds of all stuff. All of that is important in Commander because of your life total and the number of players. Yeah. 
and you have the same number of players, but everybody has a lower life total, games are going to be going a lot faster. Aggro decks are so much better. Uh, our resident gruel player at the shop mm-hmm. uh, has a Domri deck, new Domri, that gives all your creatures yep. plus one, plus zero, and all that. And that's fucking brutal, dude. Like, it'll be turn three or four, and he's got, like, 20 power on board. Yep. Because he just goes super wide and gets all this shit out, and he's ramping because he's in green, and all of this shit has haste, and he's just beating face, and it sucks. <laughs> it's, like, completely different to Commander games. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really fun to brew. Um, try to find... Uh, Broken signature spells that yep. are legal. That's pretty fun. Um, and hopefully they won't get banned. And also hopefully they do get banned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like when we found Paradigm Shift, right? Yeah. We were just, like, sitting with our mouths open. <laughs> yeah. like We're, like, blown away. Holy shit. <laughs> like, This one, is legal? One, what is this card? Two, why is this not banned? Like, <laughs> yeah. What is this card? And why is it not banned? <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And I'm sure that there are tons of other cards. We didn't do super extensive research to try and find that. No, not at all. We looked like an hour, couple hours, I yeah. guess, trying to do this. And, I mean, I'm sure there are tons and tons and tons of spells out there that would be nuts in the commands. Absolutely. So, yeah, if you find any that you think would be crazy and you think that maybe you're the first one to think about it, Tweet at us. That'd be sick to see maybe anything that you guys have found that seems really cool or uh, super combo-y, super interesting. Yep. As always, we love to hear from our listeners. Oh, yeah. All the time, man. Well, it seems that we've been more true to form this week and being mm. a terrible influence on <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Sorry to your local metas. No. Um, no, we're not. No, nah, not really. Uh, <laughs> Should have played around it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, we hope you enjoyed our terrible influence on you this month. So we'll see you next month. Yeah. Uh, vote for Paradigm Shift. No. And may you draw no. lands and spells. Hey! <laughs>